Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pin the Champ. Today we have Song. What's up? And we have Kyle. Who de who? <laughs> All right, and I'm Jeremiah, of course. Um, uh, today, what we're going to do on this episode is we're going to talk about the changes being caused by Peacock. Uh, and um, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and begin with that. So first and foremost, guys, um, uh, obviously what we've been doing recently, right, has been uh, starting at Raw episode no, uh, number one back in 1993. And we've been just watching those episodes and having a blast talking about them and everything. Uh, but of course, as every wrestling fan knows right now, uh, WD, WWE Network is no more, at least here in the United States. Um, and it's been replaced by Peacock. And they let us know, of course, ahead of time that uh, it would be a process getting all the content transferred over from WWE Network to Peacock. Um, and as of today, of today's recording, uh, I believe the last time that I looked, uh, Raw was only like at 1997. So that would be a huge uh, leap forward. Time jump, yeah. Big, big, a huge big, big, time big jump time for jump. us. And it would just, uh, we didn't really want to do that. So um, having said that, there's another big change to the episode for right now. I wouldn't even say it's like necessarily... Um, well, it is a big change, but it's definitely not a negative because we, our buddy Sawyer is still, uh, you know, he's uh, still alive. He's still alive. He's, <laughs> he's a part of the Pin the Champ family, but he is actually going to be stepping away for a while to work on other projects. Um, so, like I said, he's still going to be. Jeremiah a- doesn't want to tell you Sawyer <laughs> lost a loser leaves town match to me. And so uh, I, you know, he he can no longer wrestle in, in the <laughs> territory uh you know i'm sure he'll be back in some, in some capacity uh, capacity right for, uh, for but... public execution or <laughs> yeah. something you know you um... know uh, and 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 who knows that that mass man may look a lot like sawyer if oh. uh, he shows up <laughs> um so you know um because of all these changes, essentially, you know, we, we thought it would be a good time to kind of rethink what Pin the Champ does and what we're going to be doing moving forward. So for the foreseeable future, we're kind of be going to be doing whatever we want. And so we get those raw episodes back or so we figure out, you know, either by A, you know, whatever's fun to us or B, uh, you know, uh, whatever our fans request, uh, you know, we really want to do fan service if we have people reach out. So hit us up if you want, but we'll be watching some pay-per-views together. So keep watching. There'll be some fun things to come and, and we'll, uh, you know, probably sink right into whatever our new thing is as soon as we figure it out. But for right now, it's going to be handpicking some awesome WWE pay-per-views and, uh, watching them with you. But, um, <clears throat> so today we're going to do WrestleMania 37, actually, which is the most recent WrestleMania. Uh, reason we decided to do that one, of course, is because we think it's a real special one. It's recent. It's a hot topic. 
And it's a WrestleMania that for the first time in a year had fans. So we think it's very important and very, very historic for that reason. Um, if you have been under a rock somewhere and you haven't already seen WrestleMania 37, uh, if you want, go watch it first. Uh, or you might get or uh, don't. More, or don't. Yeah, you might get more out of the episode <laughs> if you don't. Who knows? <laughs> um either which way yeah we won't feel bad just make sure you do come back after you watch and uh, check us out um before we do get over to our actual review of the show um we did want you know we have been doing every day or every episode rather um a little toast before the episode right so today we thought it would be only appropriate to toast to sawyer um so we're gonna raise a glass to Sawyer. Sawyer. The Sawyer. best to you in your future endeavors. That's that was just me. <clears throat> All right. Sawyer. We can't wait to have you back on again, man. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be we awesome. love you, brother. Um so <laughs> moving forward. Uh, to the showcase of the immortals this year, right? Um, first question I wanted to ask you starting off is when you guys watched this, did you guys have your own uh, predictions at all? Did you, do you have a habit of doing that before the matches? Or you just go into it with like, I know you have your favorites, you know. I, I, I normally don't do prediction for Mania. Mania is one of the pay-per-view I watch just for pure enjoyment. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say predictions for pay-per-views like Royal Rumbles and things like that. But when it's mainly a time, I'm really just there to enjoy the show. I enjoy the pageantry, the uh, Huff, huffing you know, glue and watching mania. It's all, uh, <laughs> so, like you know, did in the eighties. <laughs> mania is kind of like their end of the year celebration for WWE. It's right. their biggest show. And I just want to enjoy that. Take that all in and not like um, the season finale yeah. of our uh, soap opera. Exactly. So I don't do prediction and, you know, because we all know in many of the outcome is not important because the story has been written already. Whoa, you just whoa, have to see it whoa. to its conclusion. Mania is important. I don't like that comment so, uh, song. <laughs> I didn't say mania was important. I said the result is not important in mania. Well, I don't know, man. How do you feel about that statement, Kyle? Uh, I would say that Mania used to be a place where scores got settled. Uh-huh. They are it it is now a place where storylines continue through or plat or or plateau at. Mm -hmm. Exactly, they plateau at and they they make a new one. So Right. I I would I would to a certain extent agree with Song on that one just okay. just because like it's not like it's not the, I don't know. It's, it's not the, I feel like the road to WrestleMania over the last few years has been in, increasingly diminished mm -hmm. for me. It's still, you know, it's still the spectacle of spectacles, the showcase, the immortals, you know, it's still, you know, a great, the, the the best wrestling show of the year. It, well, it's supposed to be, I guess. That's the thing. It's supposed to be the best wrestling show of the year. So I don't know if it's kind of like how Christmas isn't as fun when you're older. <laughs> yeah. 
because the magic just doesn't seem as real. But for me, manias aren't. Uh, I don't know. The the last few manias haven't been <clears throat> super duper exciting for me. I've so, enjoyed so the rumbles a, a lot co- more. So I I can agree with a lot of those statements, Kyle. But that that's not really the question. The question was: Is are the results of mania important? And to me, they are because especially to the performer, right? Like there are so many fair weather fans that, that watch like mania as they're like, that's the show that they have. And for those uh, wrestlers, it is the like pinnacle of what they do. So I think the results and how it plays out, it's not always the most important thing at all. So I definitely can understand that, but it, I find it super important for, you know, for the, you know, for the storyline to, to see how it culminates at WrestleMania. Sure. Well, I mean, it used to be the storyline would end at WrestleMania and they start a yeah. new one for the next season. But now the reason why I said the match results don't feel that important anymore. Face or heel is whoever wins. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, you don't get like the win is the win. And then whoever wins, they get their moment in the right. spotlight. It it's used to be when like Jericho that, right? lost to Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. he would low blow him after the match. Mm-hmm. You don't have that anymore. So it almost feel like the results aren't important to the competitors either. Hmm. And that's what I was getting at when I said the match, the result isn't that important. Yeah, gotcha. I would, I would agree. You know? I would agree that, yeah, of course, you know, mania as an event is important in their careers. The matches need to happen because they are, you know, without wrestling yeah. matches, it's not a wrestling event. Right. But, but in terms of like the results, it's kind of like what they say in in uh, uh, whose line is it anyway? You know where the points are made up and the results don't matter. Gotcha. It, 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 you know the 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 spectacle, the match happening is what matters. Maybe a yeah. moment. So yeah, I mean you have matches like for Bianca Belair, for instance, we'll, we'll talk about later. She wins the title tonight. That is a result that wins. That, that means something. I'm sorry. Because you have that wrestler having that moment at WrestleMania where they win the title for the first time. That result matters because when you cement your legacy with a WrestleMania win, uh, it definitely matters. That's all that I'm saying. So I can understand where absolutely. you're... You know absolutely. What I'm saying? I, would ag- I would agree with that too, though. I would, I yeah. would absolutely agree with that because... Outside of Bianca Belair, though, everybody up there was former champions or just lost the belt to who they mm, were fighting. That's true. Or were, you know. Yeah. It's important to a varying teams. degree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so, like, what? who cares? Who cares about the results of three tag team right, tag turmoil team matches that right. who don't, who aren't real tag teams, like, except for one of them? You know, it's like, yeah. so. It, and then that but, one but, of them gets fired later. Belair, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Man, and that was, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. It. Is, yeah. I, do, I am not comfortable with how closely after Mania, Mania. they were released. They were just, it, it's, yeah. I mean, like, I guess one last payday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different episode, but uh, for sure. AEW's about to get some, <laughs> some good talent. talent. Samoa Joe. Uh, anyway, all right. I digress. So, <laughs> you fat. WrestleMania kicks off with the roster on the stage and a rare appearance by Vince McMahon, welcoming the fans back to Mania. 
Um, How much makeup do you think he had on? It looked like he was like, <laughs> like they they made him out of plastic. It yeah. looked like he was like, I don't know, like like elect like they electrocuted the old man to bring him back. It was a little sad, kind of like Casey Kasem on New Year's <clears throat> Eve. Well, I've heard that he's like uncomfortable being in front of the camera these days. He's like aware, and he's not. That's why you don't see him in a lot of like Vince McMahon. You know what? That makes sense, and and. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> we don't want to see Skeletor Vince. No, I'm just kidding. No. That's terrible. I love you, Vince. Um, but anyway, for the for <laughs> songs laughing. Uh, rest, you know, the moment, right? Song. I mean, what yeah. do you guys think of that the as a moment? It's I cool. thought it was really cool to see actual live crowds for mm-hmm. the first time in a long time. I mean, we've been watching the Thunderdome. Um, and then, you know, they had performance uh, people working that crowd for a while, but seeing actual, like, fans in the stand, um, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. But then you come to find out there's somebody there mm-hmm. that went to WrestleMania knowingly, knowingly had COVID. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, yeah. There was somebody that knowingly know, knew he had COVID, but went to the show anyway. Wow. So. <laughs> I've no, I never even heard that. I feel like that's like, I feel like that should be a, crimi- like, a criminal, like attempted yeah. murder. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely messed up. I, it's, it's man. Messed up it's, it's, so that took away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a moment though. I mean, the, yeah. you know. I mean, I thought it was a good moment seeing Vince McMahon come front and center to talk about the, you know, what I thought was cool about it is it looked genuine, like the smiles on the faces of the they wrestlers. Do. They yeah. looked like they were really happy about. Uh, Except for Roman, he was still in character. Did <laughs> that's you, true. That's because Roman doesn't break character. character. Roman can't. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, you saw like, um, like Tasha Banks. She was she was grinning ear to ear. All the performers were grinning ear to ear. Just, oh, I guess yeah. they're just excited to be in front of people again. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder. After- I wonder if they'll see any backlash for that because remember, Vince notoriously doesn't like smiling. Oh, Titus won't touch him. I guarantee you that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Nobody touches Ugh. Vince. There's probably a dictate, don't touch Vince if he's in front of the crowd. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm sure it had cool. nothing to do with the fact that Titus is a black man. Uh, oh, hopefully not, man. That's, that'd be messed up. Um, we get BB Rexa, who comes out and she sings America the Beautiful. I don't know who she is. She's double. I diamond. thought it was Mandy Rose. Oh, yeah, you I can like, see that. Like, I had, I had the sound turned off for a little bit, and I was like, oh, who why is mandy rose coming out to sing and i was yeah. like i didn't even know she did and then i was like who is bebe ruxla i have no idea i, th- I think it sounded kind of country but she looked like she was in a poison video booby um, rexla as yeah. as song is, yeah. is is letting us know yeah the, uh, i like if the guitar, I was, the if, guitar my first name, if my first name was bb you better damn believe i would change my last name to gun with two n's <laughs> oh yeah. I'd be a BB gun. 
Um, and then you could wrestle with Bart Gun. Yeah, there you go. BB and Bart Gun. It, it, you, it could be tits and ass. Intergender champion. That's that. That's what that's they could great. be. They could be tits and ass, Mister Ass, and, and only in the only in the tag team, didn't they? <laughs> only if they uh, brought Captain back the Albert. attitude area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what I loved about this uh this edition of America the Beautiful was uh they cut over to the wrestlers, and did you see when they pan through to Otis and he's doing the like dance? He's like. Did you guys see that? <laughs> no. hey, it was great. He was doing this like beefed up muscle dance to America the if Beautiful. If Otis doesn't quit, if Otis doesn't <laughs> quit in solidarity with Tucker, I I I will I will be very disappointed in our heavy machinery boy. Yeah. Was Tucker the a new release just now or was he the last? Tucker was released just now. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like Man, that's gotta suck. Your tag team partner is yeah. like still doing relatively well, and he is objectively he, uh, also bad. Yeah, he uh, he should have known the writing was on the wall when it when it was Otis that got the money in the bank. They yeah. split them up so fast. Oh my God, you'd have never known they were a tag team. Uh, They're like, and Vince is like, oh well, uh, goddamn, pal, one of them. Well, the fat one, he uh, he makes me laugh. Tucker's Tucker's new gimmick uh, was the other uh, fat one. Uh, I have no use for Tucker's new gimmick was Bo Dallas. <laughs> Bo Dallas also finally also Bo Dallas yeah. too, It's yeah. Bo time, baby. Yeah. Did you see the whole uh, meme that was uh, out there? It was like uh, they didn't Bo leave, so he had to Bo uh, dash L E A V E leave. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, Bo Dallas is one of the more talented wrestlers there who they have not used for, what, 10 years? Mm -hmm. 10 years. Yeah, I didn't even know he was still there. And why did they not spin him into the Bray Wyatt saga? I mean, you have... They've been um, just, like, letting him sit at catering for fucking 10 years, and it's just... uh, (laughs) Curtis Axel, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. There's There's only so much... There's only so much TV time, and like, but why is there only so much TV time if you have a whole network? Well, they don't have a whole network anymore. Well, they kind of still do. It's a whole subsection of Peacock. See, this is so. This, I will say, as like business wise, this is so smart of Vince. He yeah. created his own like multi-million, like hundred million dollar streaming network, then sold it to NBC. And now, now can still like make the profit. Still gets to make royalties off of it. Yeah. But doesn't have to maintain the fucking network and worry infrastructure about infrastructure at all. Yeah, yeah. Any of that infrastructure, which, it, and now, so basically, he can retire and let his, you know, yeah. son-in-law run the shit. I mean, he won't. He won't obviously. But yeah. So speaking should. of how gangster like Vince is and how much money WWE has. Um, they have enough monies to do like cr- uh, crazy killer uh, opening packages, right? So uh, I thought that the guy who was doing the voices on the intro sounded like John Cleese, but I look, I can't prove it. I was looking up everywhere to try to figure it out. He sounded just like John Cleese uh, from Monty Python, uh, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't figure it. Out. I couldn't. Fig- I don't think it was him. It'd be um, funny. It was two different, two different guys did the uh, audio intro, right? There's two different no, voices. I, I have no idea. I thought it was that English dude the whole time, but it could have been. No, there's two different voices. Lord Alfred man. Hayes. 
There <laughs> that other one was the Voices in Your Head song. <laughs> hey, I get those from time to time. I do. Tell me to burn things. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't say that while we're recording. Uh, oh, um, crap. I forgot we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> so this show starts off first uh, with the very first uh, rain delay in uh, WrestleMania history. I don't know if you guys – I wish you guys could see what I'm seeing. <laughs> Kyle is carrying around what looks like an Easter basket. Um, I don't know if this is like a throwback to like the Bad Bunny. Uh... Yeah, Bad Bunny dropped off some Easter candy for me. <laughs> Because nice. I was a good bunny. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, the show starts off with uh, a rain delay, which was kind of cool in a way. I don't know, man. It, it, it added something For, to me. I, was, I guess. Yeah. I guess it was so, kind of cool. So, you know, uh, the thing about it was, is you could see how irritated the fans were. Uh, mm. You know, uh, I, at times it almost seemed like Michael Cole was nervous that there would be a riot. Um, you know, it, no, that's it, just Michael Cole. He always <laughs> seems nervous. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was interesting because it was the first time that it ever happened and it kind of built a little bit of drama. Um, I think WWE did a good job of, of, you know, they do what WWE does, which is yeah. turn a real life situation into added heat or, you know, turn it into the show. <laughs> it gives them time to interview several people before the show. Right. So yeah, I read, I read a, they they pretty much just use their backstage segments up, I think. <laughs> no, actually, I've read on 411 Mania that the people that they're doing interviews weren't ready for it at all. They just grabbed people backstage and put them on front of the camera. And the right. And everything was off the cuff at that right. point. And I Which, like that. People have been wanting those. People right. have been wanting those unscripted promos. And, so. and, and, and that's my whole uh, point. That, Right, and they adapted really well. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was pretty cool. I mean, I really liked the Seth Rollins uh, backstage interview oh, where he, dude, he was amazing. Pronouncing Cesaro's name. And he really Cesaro. Cesaro or Cesaro. 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 Yes, I think Seth Rollins worked pretty well off, you know, just off the top of his head. And then, um, yeah. Bailey. I think the Bailey. notes that I had before I deleted all my notes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think my notes were talking about how Seth Rollins looked like he had hit the drink a little bit before he got interviewed. But uh, I'm glad he's a father. That. Oh, never mind. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that Song mentioned that because because uh, uh, I, I thought that added a lot. You know what I'm saying? I thought the mm -hmm. fact that the rain delay caused him to have to. Uh, kind of think fly on their off feet. the cuff and think on their mm -hmm. feet is a very good thing, and I think it kind of went to show like if you have if you have to throw them up there, they're gonna mess up. Like even Drew McIntyre was stumbling off over some of his words, but it came across yeah. as passionate. It came across as heated. I thought that the uh, whole like backstage Lashley interrupting uh, whoever it was that was being interviewed. Uh, I can't remember now because I don't have the notes again, uh, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, he, uh, one of them was uh, interviewing somebody and Lashley interrupts. Then Drew comes in and Drew's cutting a heated uh, promo. Uh, promo. Shelton um, Benjamin? Yeah, no, it wasn't Shelton. No. It was somebody who had a match at Mania. Maybe like, I know Shane was like the first person they went to. Mm -hmm. They went to KO at some point. I think I went through it, yeah. 
Yeah, KO talking about his feud with Sami Zayn was fantastic. Right, exactly. That was that was great. About all the uh, you know bingo hall they wrestled in, and yeah, that gave a really great mm, history of their rivalry. Talk about somebody who can, and and oh, oh, see, I hope that that encourages fans and like. What I'd love to see is like WWE kind of reach out and like get some of that ROH footage, get some oh, yeah, of that like old school footage for and like build. I'm a I'm a I'm a KO Sami Zayn Mark, so mm-hmm. I I of course was like okay, well that this was my favorite part, but his it was a great promo, yeah. And don't forget the New Day promo either in the back. They were all decked out in their red kind of shiny gear. Started off with just Kofi and Xavier. Kofi was sporting a really intricate mohawk. Uh, Yeah, that mohawk was cool looking. Yeah, uh, Xavier had the red and the white stripe in the hair. Uh, And then Big E came in from the back, which a song was just muscling up and I think making some some Big E references. Uh, But... But yeah, he comes in and uh, Big E's promo is super, super uh, inspired as well. He's basically talking yeah. like a, a preacher. It's awesome. Um, at one point, they go on to Braun Strowman talking about his interview or his match with uh, with Shane O'Mac. Uh, Bianca I would love Belair. for Braun to get a mouthpiece. Somebody yes. talk for him. Oh, yeah. man, they need he's, that. He's so good in the ring. But man, he's just... Mm. Yeah. Man. Uh, they need On to the bring mic. back managers in general. Yeah, I think we've discussed this in multiple episodes already. The, the, the current product is definitely lacking a you know manager role with people. Yeah. The only one they have is like Paul Heyman. No, yep, that's true, and he can't manage everybody because then they can't fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, Poncho Joe comes on and Poncho Cole, who says mania begins in five minutes. Um, again, this just made me sad knowing now that Samoa Joe is no longer with the company. Um, so yeah, that's a bummer. I know. I like Joe on commentary. I know he was, you know, I know he was hired to be a performer, but he adds something to the Monday uh, night raw team. And yeah. The guy they're replacing with, I know we talked about it. Oh, God. That Major League Baseball guy? On yeah, it? the guy from MLB. Oh, my God. He's, he doesn't know the product. Know. Nah. He was. What did you say like... till June? We have a bet <laughs> going on with this. I think so. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I, did, did we text it? Because I don't remember yeah, what I said. I think you said June and I said July. And then if none of us is right, we all owe Kyle a beer. Okay. That's right. <laughs> he's like, I'm glad I'm in on this. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's not gonna last long. He's like, he's like worse than hmm, who was Bartlett. It? Bartlett was terrible, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, he but was also great, Bartlett. terrible, great. Yeah, he's um, he's he's none of the talent of Bartlett <laughs> with none of the charm of Bartlett. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So after all the backstage, like, spontaneous uh, interviews they did, uh, the hosts of Mania, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, come out. You can instantly see that it's still... Were they the hosts, though? Because I feel like Bailey was more of a host than Titus and... Right. Like, Bailey did more bits than Titus and Hulk. Mm-hmm. You guys looked at Titus' facial expression every time Hogan was near him, though? Yeah, it was just like, oh, keep this old racist away from me. 
<laughs> exactly. I thought I was the only one that picked up on that. He oh, no. I think America was just like, oh, wow, Titus really doesn't want to be here. But, like, I guess they were like, come on, Titus, T-Man. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you're going to be the guy that gets Hogan over. <laughs> NWO for life. Nope. <laughs> nope. Too sour. Nope. Oh, actually, that, that that part was brilliant when X-Pac was just like, actually, I'm a really big fan. Yeah, that was funny. So um, Hogan finally gets around to uh, announcing the, the opening matchup after the rain lane d- delay is over with. And it's the uh, WWE title match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And I thought this was a great choice for an opening match, uh, as they say. Uh, you know, you either want to be the last match or you want to be the first match. Um, this was a Haas match to open up the show. And boy, oh boy, I think this match really delivered on a lot of levels for me, dude. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really hard hitting. I thought every clothesline that I saw felt more like a lariat than a clothesline. Uh, especially the closing bit of this whole uh, match, I thought was really cool with uh, the distraction by MVP when McIntyre was about to hit the Claymore and then uh, of course Lashley gets him in the hurt lock uh, almost puts him totally out but then Drew Hulk's back you know speaking of Hulk Hogan (laughs) he kind of Hulk's back up and he he throws uh, Lashley over him into the turnbuckle but lo and behold no he actually kicks back and rolls. He does the bread spot. Yeah, he kicks exactly. off. And then, but Lashley, Lashley uh, to our to our surprise, keeps it locked in really hardcore. And Drew McIntyre fades. And um, this was one of the matches that I got wrong. But I'm, I mean, even though I love Drew McIntyre, I'm glad I got it wrong because, in my opinion, if booked right, Bobby Lashley could be a Brock level, uh, a Brock Lesnar level. Uh, attraction. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I Absolutely. See, I yeah. see Kyle with the shaking his head yes in agreement, but I saw Song uh, raise his eyebrows, which I think it was making fun of Lashley because he has none. <laughs> for, for me, this match was like was like like 10, 10 out of ten on you know athleticism, ten out of ten on psychology and telling a story in a match. Mm-hmm. Four out of ten in terms of like engagement of like a storyline that feels like important. Really? Okay. I just feel like McIntyre hasn't been champ long enough for me to care whether he continues to be champ. Correct. I really do like Drew McIntyre though, and he, I and, feel and like. And, and maybe it's because 2020 was such a lost year. Right. That it just feels like he was a paper champion in a way. It feels very paper champion, and like it shouldn't because of how talented he is. Yeah, it shouldn't because of how talented he is, and it's very difficult for him to, you know, I guess pull you know through as being the champ to win in front of nobody and to kind of carry out his whole you know title reign without getting the benefit of fans or or Absolutely. at least that feeling of gratification. And I think a lot of people, you know, I, I have a favorite podcast that I watch called Going In Raw. Um, and a lot, they said it on their podcast that a lot of people were expecting uh, this to be 
Drew's moment to go ahead and, uh, you know, have his moment with fans to get his title in front of fans. And that was kind of, I, that's, that really sums up how I felt about it. You know, I was under that impression too, but of course, WWE pulled a smart swerve and hopefully they're going to make a beast of a, you know, of a guy out of this. I think they should let Bobby maybe keep this title for a while. What do you think? Well, Well, the only thing, go ahead, Tom. I just want to add that uh, the, I like this match that they showed. Um, they had Drew th- through everything he had at Lashley, except mm-hmm. for the Claymore. Yeah. You know, he hit three Future Shock DDTs. He sure did. And he kicked, um, Lashley kicked out of that. So while having Lashley win, they still managed to protect the Claymore as a finisher. So, oh, you know, very good point, they're selling yeah. it to the point where when Drew win, they're probably going to have one Claymore do it. Ooh. we've got into this trend of just like everybody kicking out of everybody's finisher now, which, yeah. yeah, which is annoying. And they went into this match where if I think this match, if somebody did kick out of somebody's finisher or like break out of the hurt lock, mm-hmm. this match would, they can do it here, but they protected both guys finisher in the end. So I just they also like to add my Drew. two cents in that. And, they and did. They protected Drew. And that's why I was kind of fine with the match. I didn't really yeah. feel – I felt the story was good. The story the story was, to me, um, sure shot Drew's coming in, going to defeat the um, interim champ. But then they – hey, it's – nah. <laughs> it's, it's Bobby Lashley has won the championship – lost his uh you know dead weight in the rest of the hurt locker and gone on a rampage and said i'm not losing this belt now that i've got it after 16 years and uh that's kind of the story is like he was so uh so dead bent on keeping that title that it allowed him to keep that hurt lock on and put drew out and they like you said they also protected drew by making him pass out instead of actually tap, tap. Right. right and and i think it's I smart booking. With, yeah. i agree with kyle the psychology was was there the uh athletic the you know the talent and athletic ability of both competitors were there but mm-hmm. it didn't feel like either guy were able to connect with the live crowd hmm. uh, did you notice that at all the crowd was kind I of i don't want to go a back dead well, is that because of the rain dead, delay, though? The people yes, are still absolutely. filing in, you know. Absolutely, I mean, it was because of the rain delay. Yeah, yeah I but, think people. But it was a th- it was a thing. Yeah. Like like it's not it's not their fault, but it is a reality. Right. Of the match. Yeah. yeah. And, and that took away from the match. That's all I wanted I to add. It, I guess I want to go back and kind of watch that now. Um, all right. So moving on, we go to the back. And real, real quick, I do want to say. Okay. I think yeah. I, I I I do think that they will be able to get something possibly magical out of this at the next Summer big pay-per-view because Drew can do the whole, right. you know, I didn't get my chance to win the belt in right. front of the clouds. Maybe he goes back to his yeah. roots. Yeah, yeah. He travels yeah, he back gets, overseas. He gets, he gets, he gets um, fucking um, um, the three-man band back together. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all, hey! All we need now is a Heath Slater title win, and yeah, uh, we get three world in there. <laughs> I love that uh, that meme that I sent you right. guys. 
She has, she's so cracked up to see that uh, the, the world's WWE, greatest champion. Yeah. The, the world's best the, WWE champion that. ever standing right behind her, and it's Jinder Mahal. Surprisingly, he's not on the list of people that's fired. Yeah, he was not released. Not no, all released. No. That's because he's going to come back and win the Rumble next year. Nice. I want to see it. That would be kind See, I feel like actually now would be a really great time to bring Jinder in and give him a push. Because, like, hey, he could he's put just that irony. He could get that irony heat or that irony pop. Like, or just people that, would be, yeah, throw the monkey wrench in the world title scene thing oh, where. Love it. Love exactly. It. Where it's like, you thought this was going to be a one on one thing? As good as you are, Drew, I did it first. <laughs> and Drew's like, what are you doing? And Heath, and Heath Slater as Jinder's manager. <laughs> oh, oh, actually. <laughs> see, that would be good. That'd that be w- great. So there we go to the fantasy uh, booking again. Anybody else have anything to add to the world no. title match before we move forward? No? All right. Nope. So we go to the back. It's Bailey. She's in her uh, actually Kyle, you mentioned it earlier, right? Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um how you know, she played an important role here. We go to the back and it's Bailey interrupting the NWO and Titus O'Neil who are talking with one another. Uh, yeah, she's basically trying to too sweet everybody. Uh, Nash gives her the whole, uh, you know, fake hand to hair the flip. hair slick back. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Titus is like, I'm hungry and they're about to go off. But then uh, X-Pac comes back and he's like, I'm a big fan. Uh, it's so cool. Yeah. That that was really that funny. Cool. But it, but a good amount of the segment just looked like a bunch of the old men were looking for catering and couldn't find it. And turns out they yeah. were. Because, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's just like they were just like, oh, cool. We found we we need to go find catering. Right. <laughs> um. So after the uh, Bailey interrupting the NWO uh, scene. Um, we get the important news that we can go and buy WWE NFTs. Uh, which ones did you guys get? Did you go look at it? No. no. I totally did. It what, was what is an NFT? Uh, non-fungible, non-fungible token. token. It's like the most mysterious thing in the world, but they're fascinating to me. I keep looking into it. They, they're, can be they're in- like, they put like real value on memes. Yeah. And they, you they could, sell memes. I don't or, know. Or tweets um like for instance uh kyle the there was like a famous um what do they call it um when somebody's a influencer um they had a famous influencer who went to the fire festival you know the one that was like a big sham and he you know that influencer had tweeted out uh a picture of or a tweet with a picture of the styrofoam box with the sandwich that was provided to them for the you know, like uh, catered lunch or whatever. And he sold that as a, he sold it as a non-fungible token for like thousands upon thousands of dollars. And there's nothing proprietary that I understand about it. It's just, it's not that anybody else can't go to that tweet and make a copy of the tweet and, and keep it on their computer. It's just, Mm. he officially owns it. And so this is this is when the the podcast turns into like the, the, the silver coin trading uh, <laughs> podcast that we talked about and, earlier. And listen, cryptocurrency and shit. There is a little bit of a cryptocurrency edge to it. It's definitely about the value it, you it put feels, on something. Like it that. feels very because it feels like it can also be artificially inflated. I went to oh, the. Um, I went to the. 
the NFT site when mania was happening because I was just too curious and lit, they had a dude who had like a hundred thousand uh, dollar uh, or bid on the Undertaker throwing like mankind off of the the uh, cage during uh, that paper the famous pay per view I forget what it was I think it's a Royal Rumble right off the hell in a cell yeah off the hell in a cell. Right. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. This, this sounds, this yeah. sounds so <laughs> like scammy and not real. It's, yeah. it sounds like, have yeah. you, like, it's, it's definitely real. Kings of Leon heard, released their album as an NFT. I mean, it's real in the sense that, like, it's happening. People are investing their yeah. money and time into, into it. Nothing. But it's not real in the sense that, like, also in, in the same sense that, like, how money isn't actually it's, real. It's just, right. it's just numbers on a computer that, can change or not right. change depending on who is in power. It's the it beginning is... of the devaluing of our dollar. <laughs> well, yeah, like, well, I so, you know, like, I, um, you starting to sound like, uh, Bob Backlund or something. I, well, I'm, no, I'm just saying that, like, all money is imaginary, and this sounds even more imaginary. Right. <laughs> Jesse Ventura <laughs> comes in. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's more of a Jesse Ventura. Oh, well, let me tell you, fellas. Uh, yeah. As the governor of Minnesota, I made sure that they showed me the... I said, open the doors. Open the doors and let me see the gold and the aliens. Yeah. So next is the tag team turmoil match, and the winner gets a shot tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night at the women's tag team champs, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, before I lost all the show notes, I knew the order of entrance. I don't know if you guys took notes. I know it was Naomi I and Lana in first. Naomi and Lana, and yeah. they came out in a very beautiful yeah. entrance. Then it was Tamina. Before and we no, go forward, no, I w- no. before we go no, forward, no, 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 excuse no. me. It was it was it was Carmella and uh, it was yep. Lana and Naomi. Then Carmella and Billy Kay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it was Tamina and nope, and nope, nope. They were nope. last. Nope. They were last. It was Maddie. It was Maddie. It was, and, uh, it was Riot Rose. Squad next. Yeah, it was Riot Squad next, and then yeah. it was Mandy Rose and Data Books, and Mandy Rose slipped. Yeah. Yeah, Mandy Rose slipped. Meme. Right. <laughs> Matt, Matthew from Blashamania is gonna be like. Yeah, that's her, an NFT right video. there. There's a new NFT. Oh, yeah. that's no. I'm, that's gonna be the. That's gonna be the uh, like the, the thumbnail for the the Blashamania. Yeah. Uh, like, 89 or whatever. Where Can I, I point out well, that during this match, uh, during Lana and uh, and Naomi's entrance, that Lana has now completely absorbed uh, Naomi's uh, character, her, her gimmick. <laughs> She's like more Lana than Lana. Well, yeah. they're trying to I'm be a real Naomi tag than... team now, you know? They want to <laughs> be a real tag team, so they have that matching outfit. Right. Well, Lana, Lana is, I think, going for the, because like, like Naomi's that raver, and Lana kind of right. has that like, like um, rave bunny type look to her, like right. that that kind of girl who puts like a jewel in the center of her forehead and goes to like Burning Man. Yeah, we liked her uh, <laughs> her like uh, black light. That active. entrance was fire. Yeah, that black I thought, light. I, I, yeah. Her I fish mean, nets like, were look, cool. I love oh, whew, I love Lana. I think Lana's like, I, I like I love Lana. I love Marrow. I think he's a cool ass mm. dude. Oh yeah. Um, I yeah. I, I she's not a very good wrestler, but I think she's entertaining. Mm. Shit, she's getting she's better though. Crying, she's man. She's, no, she's, she's got a lot. 
when I started watching again, she has got, and there's another person who I don't want to give props to, but we will get to later on. I will give him props despite the lack of him be necessarily needing to be there. Um, Judge, I mean, it's, I, I like, I really like uh, Tamina and Natalia. Um, yeah. I, I think I think that they're making Natty look dangerous because she should be. She right. is the most mm, I wasn't gonna say most talented, but she is the most seasoned of the 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 women's division. Yeah. And Tamina is the most safe big woman. Yeah, because and, she's and had, they should be both they Yeah, and they will and and like I love Naya. I think Naya's awesome, but mm. like Naya's dangerous. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's not Naya doesn't know her own strength sometimes, or I mean, it it could be a multiple multiple of things. But like, Tamina is safer, if not not as good on some of like the the more grandiose spots. But that doesn't that can be that can be trained that can be right. with. Like, um, Natty is incredible. I think yeah. if if you know Tamina is sitting under the Natty learning tree. That'd be great. Dude, I thought of a cool name for that uh, that tag team while Mania was on. I was like, because I really like them as a tag team. I was like, they should be the Superfly Foundation. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah, exactly. It mixes, it mixes their, heritage. their heritage. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this whole match was kind of based on the fact that Natty and Tamina came out last uh, but beforehand, you know, like you said, Naomi and Lana started out against, I think it uh, was, you said, Carmella Billy and, and Billy Kay. Um, you know, it, the story was kind of a Billy Kay and uh, Carmella uh, doing cheaty little spots to get some pins on folks before they finally got eliminated by, I think, if I remember correctly, it was like right. a riot squad with a, yeah. yeah, with a cool move off the top rope from, uh, from uh, Ruby riot. Uh, if I remember correctly. Um, and, you know, but finally, of course, Tamina and Natty come out at the end to, to get the win. Uh, I think it was kind of cool during the end, how Natty was about to put the sharpshooter on, but instead she said, Oh, she tags in Tamina, lets Tamina get that moment because I think that, you know, Natty's had her moment. Other people have had their moments, but Tamina's never been given her moment in the sun. Uh, we'll talk about how, how that is affected later since they got the win tonight and the match tomorrow against the champs. Mm. We'll talk about that later, um, but I wasn't too happy about that outcome because I think if you're going to do something, do it all the way, even if they lose the titles the next night. Uh, but Anyway, that's for night I, I, two. I do think that I, I, I will say that I did like, I, I will agree with you that I did like them giving, uh, Natty giving Tamina the moment. I thought that that really um, cements them as a duo. Right, yeah. And uh, so I, I like that. But I think otherwise. We need to get the Superfly Foundation trending somehow. Mm hmm. Hashtag Superfly Foundation. Yes. Also, I hate saying this, but I actually thought Billy Kay was funny as shit this match. Billy Kay is great. I don't. And why did they fire those guys? Like, they're like a legit tag team for the women's division, and they right. they should have never split them up. Uh oh, yeah. I did hear a report that, uh, and again, this is a shout out to Going and Raw, uh, that um, that Kevin Dunn just didn't get them or something like that. They just didn't 
seem to get their humor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, they, but again, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think they're very funny. <laughs> Bucky Beaver, motherfucker. <laughs> Bucky Beaver, motherfucker. Shout out Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> all right so after the tag team turmoil match uh we I, dude i gotta talk about the funny promo did you guys see the alexa brisket uh the alexa bliss and huskis uh with the svu jingle uh it was a peacock commercial because you know you can get svu and you can get wd on the peacock network now so it was like uh alexa bliss had huskis the pig in that dark room with the light shining on Huskis and he, he she's like get, trying to get to the bottom of him eating some chocolate or some shit. And uh, you hear like the SVU jingle. <laughs> it's like so stupid, but it was a pretty good uh, commercial for uh, welcoming the network onto Peacock. I thought I would be surprised if Alexa bliss is not the next person Superstar. that they're going to try to make famous in the world outside because right. she is, the best actress they have currently. And you know, to be honest with you, actually I, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Also very yeah. good. I, I really love the fact that they seem to really showcase a lot of people and they're starting <laughs> to give a broader range of their wrestlers uh other gigs. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh let's partner you with uh, let's partner Charlotte with this phone company. Let's partner this person. I think it's really good for them and it gives them something to do once they get done with their professional career. So I'm glad that WWE is finding these paths for, uh, for these wrestlers to show off their other talents, you know? I agree. No, I agree. Completely. I agree. Um, right after that promo with Alexa bliss, we get a funny old spice commercial. Uh, this one, Speaking of which, has a whole slew of wrestlers like R Truth, Gulak, <laughs> Tazawa, the Gobbledygooker, uh, and the Hurricane Helmsley. Uh, like I said, glad to see these guys getting some extra income, right? I know Gobbledygooker's I, been on Anytime the Hurricane gets a payday, I'm cool yeah. with it. Yeah, I love, it. I love the Hurricane. Hurricane man. Helms gets a payday. The I'm smallest good guy that ever used the choke slam. What's made no sense at all? <laughs> well, he's a superhero on? song, so he is super strong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so, do we actually think that? Um, Isn't he one of the Hardy's brothers? By the way, who's that? Like oh, Hurricane. Cousin? He's related yeah. or something. He's a, a cousin or something. Yeah. Oh, I, I should know, know this. This is I don't know. This is like pretty common like wrestling knowledge that I am just like <laughs> blanking on right now. Yeah, that's true. Do you think there's still a Guerrero under the uh, gobbledygooker costume, or you think it's somebody else by now? <laughs> I would love it if Hector's still <laughs> fucking being forced to wear that. Like, I don't think he works for the company. I think Hector Guerrero works for like. I don't know who he works for, actually, to be completely honest with you. I bet you the Mountain Goats would know. <laughs> yeah, they would. They yeah. could tell me what division he works for. Yeah. So the next match is Seth Rollins versus uh, Cesaro, uh, or however Seth Rollins was expertly Seth saying. Um, I think this match was, uh, again, awesome. I think you've got two people who are just, like, top of the uh, whole division, uh, the story told here was the right one to me. Uh, having Cesaro go over at Mania was beautiful, right? Um, I love the the whole like back and forth. I thought this match was great. The uh, 
the end of the match, I think it ended up being like uh, Seth Rollins trying to get the curb stomp. Uh, but uh, Cesaro pops up with a uppercut mm-hmm. um, that pretty much goes into like a C- the Cesaro swing or whatever it is. And, and he gets like, he gets like 20 the one, 23, I think. 23. Yeah. yeah. 23, 23 rotations. And uh, then he does a neutralizer for the win, right? Yeah, I had so much better notes I don't on like this the match. Neutralizer. I don't like the neutralizer as a finishing move, but I really like to see Cesaro getting a main event WrestleMania, or not main event WrestleMania, but like right. a WrestleMania a win, sing- yeah. singles His win. Moment. I'm glad you um, said that. Because he, that deserves, he deserves that for so long. He's deserved that for like 10 years. So and they, and, they they used that in the storyline too, which was great. Yeah. They were talking about it was a great the guy point. with the potential, oh, yeah. always living on his potential, but never a WrestleMania moment. And then to give it to him at this one when they have the first live crowd in years was fantastic. And was they really, really do kill it with those like promos. I don't I don't know who cuts their promos right now, but like or vignettes, vignettes. Yeah, vignettes is the right word. Yeah. Um, they are just fire like there's yeah. they're always they're always just they they do uh three months worth of watching yeah in like five minutes this promo like they, was... they, they make you feel if you care about wrestling they make you feel about like it feels like you've just watched five minutes like five you know months of build-up right so the the cool thing about this promo, and I'm glad you guys mentioned that because it sh- it jogged my memory about what I wrote down, was that the cool thing about it was that it was like a, almost like a presidential election video, uh, paid for by the friends of Seth Rollins, but with no relation to Seth Rollins. You know, it was kind of the whole thing is like. Uh, Cesaro has never won a world title. Uh, Cesaro has, da, 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 he, you know, yeah. loses the big one, and uh, and then you know at the end it's you know obviously a Seth Rollins paid for thing, but then the story of of Cesaro going over here and and that was actually my question to you guys. Um, what do you think is in store for Cesaro? Uh, is this the beginning of? an actual push that ends in a world title run or is this one of those situations where wwe pushes them right to the edge and then just well i i hope this is the uh the catapult for him to get pushed into a world title picture you know we've seen it maybe a the u.s title him. he's like already I mean, had it six we've times seen, or we've seen them started with cesaro before when like you know that he he's the first winner of the uh what the uh, Andre the, the Giant, Giant Memorial, Memorial battle, yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought that was going to be a stepping stone for him right. to like get into uh, you know higher yeah. up the cards, but that never happened. But so. we see where the Andre the Giant battle uh, Royale is now on SmackDown, right. so we see what a yeah. stepping stone that was for the Andre. I hated <laughs> that. Yeah. I yeah. hated that. Yeah, they the made a really. It was should a not yeah. bleed into SmackDown, <laughs> right? I was gonna ask you that guys that later when it actually came up as a like a replay. Uh I I thought that was a very weird thing. It made Thumbs the down. It made the Andre thing kind of feel not important. Uh yeah. I didn't like it either. Um, no. but when yeah. they first announced the Andre, I mean the first one they made it seemed like such a big deal yeah. to win, you know. Right. Uh yeah, it just kind of sucks, man, that it that it went down on SmackDown. But 
I am glad that Jay, Jay Uso won it. You know, he's been kind of relegated to like a support Oof. role. Right. He's been, you know, relegated to a support role, albeit a very important support role that's gotten him like super over and yeah. you know, all that. Um, but it was cool to see him him get that win. Uh, I th- you you kind of thought it was going to be Nakamura, right? But then you know, yeah, yep. Um, so after that, we get uh, we just go back to Nakamura. They had yeah. two nights of WrestleMania and they couldn't find a spot for Nakamura. Right. <laughs> that's all. Okay, I'm that's done. A good that's point. off my chest. Yeah, that's a good point. Because they don't know how to use him because he's not a white person. Was the <laughs> Does the does the um, oh, did the Dirty Dogs thing that was originally supposed to be a pre-show thing too, right? The whole tag team title match on SmackDown, or was it not? I think so. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't. I'm not really feeling the Dirty Dogs. To be yeah, honest, I never really have. Uh, it's hard for me to get excited about those two guys as a team when Bobby Roode was doing such great stuff on uh, NXT before NXT. they called him up. Yeah. Yeah. They ruined that boy. <laughs> they uh, to, they're just trying to recreate beer money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. I wish beer money would come to WWE. That would be a, that would I don't have think been James Storm can move anymore. Well, I was gonna say I think James Storm is like super duper fat Bobby Roode. Did you see and him don't get along? NXT? He he was what? in NXT for a couple of uh, matches, but oh uh, was he? Like a couple years ago, yeah. I've seen him in Impact, and he is way out of shape. Oh, really? <laughs> and this is more recent, yeah. So next, uh, Big E comes out, and it's really cool because we get to see Big E announce the New Day, right? Um, and, of course, next we get – to me, it was a fun match, booked well. Uh, it kind of, what, ha- what happened should have happened. So, Or what should have happened happened, I guess is what I'm trying to say. New Day versus AJ Styles in a Moss uh i really enjoyed amasa's debut because one thing i loved about it was he just genuinely looked like he was having a blast he looked like he was having he had a smile on his face uh you know he was having fun bouncing around the ring the story told was awesome of course aj in first not allowing amos to come into the ring building the suspense of amos eventually coming in uh, and actually, New Day were dominating this match, right? Pretty much the whole time, keeping uh, AJ uh, in their corner. And as a matter of fact, it was hilarious because one of the, the highlights of the match uh, was the shit talking for me by uh, like Xavier. Uh, I remember Xavier in the ring saying to uh, to AJ, "That's right, I'm cutting them off in the middle of the ring. I, you know, I'm doing classic tag team maneuvers." Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just yeah. really awesome, like hearing him just call his spots and everything. But of course, they come to a spot where uh, I think Xavier has AJ over his leg and Kofi's on the top rope. But then somehow off screen, AJ punches Xavier or something. Xavier rolls out. Oh, no, it's the other way around. Kofi rolls out. Xavier's on the top of the rope. Yeah. Yep. And AJ punches Kofi out of the ring. And at that moment, Xavier is on the top and he realizes uh, AJ's about to, you know, he's about to tag in this big guy, you know? <laughs> so Amos comes in, he's ramp, he, you know, he's just, he's swatting Xavier away. Uh, yeah. Every move, I think there's like clotheslines. He is no selling everything. No selling every- yeah, Xavier comes up to his waist pretty much, right? 
so it was just an impressive looking guy, you know, next to Xavier. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, the thing for me is this match really put into perspective how fucking big he dude is. is. Like, you see him next to AJ Styles, and you're like, okay, well, AJ Styles is not that tall of a guy. But then you mm-hmm. see him next to the New Day, and like, well, Xavier. Xavier right. Woods is not that big of a guy, but Kofi Kingdon's like a normal size dude. He's like six yeah. foot. He's like normal. He's like a, 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 a you know, a, a normal sized man. Um, that's right. I'm saying if you're not above six feet, you're not a normal size. Thing. No, you're not. <laughs> he just alienated a lot of people. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, kidding. I'm not kidding. The professor, it's a medical fact. As the professor, I will tell you, you're not a real full size man. No. Um, short people are that's fine. Awesome. I like them. That's um, awesome. Uh, but, but, Next to the the rest of them, like man, man, oh man, he looked and like now that the big show's gone, they need a new giant. So right, yeah. And this guy so far can move. I mean, we'll see what so happens far, after five years, tell. but he can. We move. can't really tell. But the re- the thing I really enjoy about this match was just the facial expression on uh, oh, wow. <laughs> on Woods and uh, Woods and um, uh, Kofi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Uh, like the trash talking was hilarious. Um, this match was, I think this match was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. You know, with uh, you got you got the new guy, and they were smart. The booking was smart. Put AJ in first and have him go with Kofi and right. Woods and uh, do their thing. And then he was uh even like the little things like AJ coaching Amos mm-hmm. because he's the new guy. Mm-hmm. You know do this and do that um it just kind of really sold it for me um and then the uh, he told him one foot one foot pin it with one foot and yeah. like omas is taking directions from the more yeah. seasoned wrestler yeah and let's oh, not gloss yeah. over that uh phenomenal forearm off of uh omas yeah the shoulder. That, was that, cool. was awesome. yeah. that was awesome seven three i want to go back and watch it again because it's a really cool spot um, he was smiling the whole time. Oh, well, no, I mean, he's got that kind yeah. of Nigerian energy. I mean, yes. he is Nigerian, so he's got that kind of like, yep. you know, like kind of intense smile that's just like, oh, yes. that could be really friendly or like really dangerous. Or really menacing. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, super menacing. Um, I wouldn't I, mess with that. I, I really enjoy uh, uh, Amos. Almost, yeah. what is it? Yeah. Amos, Amos, I think. Amas, 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 maybe. Amas, Amas. It's a hard Amas. one to say, yeah, but I think it's Amas. Um, <laughs> I hope Google? they don't join them with. Uh, I hope they don't join them with um, the new Nigerian Apollo Cruz all the oh. time. Um, so yeah, dude, I totally agree with you. Song this match was <laughs> way fun. It was just fun because you got a consummate professional. Uh, well, tons of consummate professionals. Three, three, yeah. three consummate professionals uh who who probably coached Amos, you know, helped him out a lot, but but Amos did exactly what he needed to do, which was look like a monster beast and putting that foot on him, just like you said, song at the end was like so disrespectful and get some heat on Amos. I think there's big things in store for him if they handle them right, you know, but that's the question. I hope so. Even they need a AJ. good big man. They need a good big man. AJ. Yes. They need a monster. Keep him with AJ. I like it. Oh I, I gotta ask, the, ask this. Did you like his uh, ring garb or anything? No, yeah. didn't like that. The business attire, no. no. He just I mean, a, yeah. What'd you think, Kyle? Him, did, did he need a different him, kind him of outfit? Some real ring gear, right? 
Well, I think I think the issue is that he probably doesn't have the definition that the, the, the top brass really, really want. And we don't and want so a giant Gonzalez him... situation. Well, I mean, <laughs> remember Big Cass? Remember yeah. Big Cass? Yeah. Not a lot of definition on Big Cass. You can't nope. teach that. Can't, can't teach, teach that. that. <laughs> it's something you got to train. This you got to train it. <laughs> and and uh... so I, I, think, I think that the business attire, he's got, I mean... He's got, I mean, he's, he's a big dude. He's got big, broad shoulders. So mm-hmm. the business attire gives him that cut look without having to, uh, I mean, he's got time and he's, I'm sure, I'm sure he will be putting in the work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe juicing a little bit. Who knows? I mean, that's, I, I, as long as look, as long as it's done healthily, the professor is is perfectly fine with a little bit of juice and moderation. The gimmick that they're trying to do, which is like this kind of personal protection, mm-hmm. you know, he's like a one man AP. It works, but eventually, they I agree with Song. They are going to have to get him some real ring attire. Okay, yeah. As long as they don't give him the ring attire that Giant Gonzalez had, because oh god, <laughs> you were you were speaking to the whole uh, definition thing, and I hope they don't try to yeah. airbrush it on him. Airbrush. They're gonna give him an airbrush suit with a fur fur breech. While we are at it, I notice you don't have all the hair in the right spots that Vince likes. <laughs> <laughs> so next, we get an early look at WWE 2K22. Is this something that excites you guys at all? Is this something I mean, that's on your radar? I haven't played video games in a while. I'll yeah. probably buy it because I always I buy them because I'm an idiot. But like, yeah, they are they are fun. I love them, man. I mean, if not glitchy as hell, I have the I have 2K20, and I still you know, well, I don't play much anymore of anything because I don't have time. But I still would play it if I had time, and will play it again. I won't get rid of it until I beat it. <laughs> Um, even that one, and I was like terribly ill received, you know, so bad, so much so that they skipped 21 to do 22. So I have some hope that they won't drop the ball on 2K22. They're going to be trying to put their best foot forward. So for that reason, I'm excited for it. I mean, the gameplay, of course, it was like Rey Mysterio. Um, you kind of saw him with his mask, and then you see him as a you know graphic user interface or whatever you see as actual like. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's in what is it considered in ring uh, or in play or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you see that, and it's uh, pretty decent looking. I'm excited for it. After that, uh, we're gonna get Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. And so, um, first of all, que- question I want to ask you guys about this match: the lead up to this match, the feud. Um, is this something that excites you, like, to see? Absolutely not. Nope. Okay. Not uh, one bit. Because what killed it for me was the, was the green slime. The, the green slime. It was already, like, kind of you know, stupid. But, uh, Don't call me stupid. Yeah, right. Um, like, okay, okay, oh, that's fine. I get it. But Don't then you brought Play-Doh into like it, you know, <laughs> Or green slime. I don't know. Um, now that doesn't speak of the match. The match ended up being to me fun. You know, the match was fun, but the feud leading up to the match was just really 
ill-conceived. I mean, I just don't know why they have to bring Shane McMahon in in every single well, WrestleMania for a spot. I'm just tired of watching them. Because he's the 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 boss's kid, I think he can come in when he wants to, and they th- still think it pops the audience. I just don't understand that if they were going to make. No. I, I think Does a little it? bit, yeah. Um, no, no. I I think that they could have made this match better if uh, Shane had just come out and said, "I want a match with you at WrestleMania because you're the current giant," and you know. I'm the kind of guy that likes to do it big on Mania and what's bigger than facing Braun Strowman at Mania in like a, you know, last man standing match or like, you know, anything like that where he just came out and said, I want to wrestle you because I'm Vince McMahon, right? Or not mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, but a Shane Amat, you know? I, I, I don't think that Shane should be wrestling. I well, agree with Kyle. Personal, yeah. personal, personal preference. Yeah, uh, he's not a wrestler. He's, 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 Heir to the company. Right. Stop wrestling. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I thought like, there was. I a... mean, like that that match. It was good. Like yeah. the moment where Braun like rips rips the cage Rip apart the cage. and pulls pulls him back in. Awesome. Super yeah. cool. Right. Um. But like the coast to coast, we've seen it once. We've seen it a million times, and now people are kicking out of it. Right. So he, it's become a one. So it's home. not. It, it's. Yeah, he does the punch things, and then, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't like Shane. One thing about that uh, that I'll mention about your whole, like, he does the whole dance and the punch thing. Uh, One criticism that I have of the match is you shouldn't let him have that much offense against somebody like Braun Strowman. If you want him to be taken Braun Strowman should have destroyed him. Right. And and he beat him up, but he should have, from the beginning of the bell... To the end, when Braun decides to let him go, he should have beat him around the ring. Right. That there was a lot of offense match. by a lot of offense by Shane in this match, and I don't think that was the right way to go. No. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the end of this match, like you said, saw uh, you know a very back and forth match where Shane ends up. Uh, almost totally out of the ring, but he makes the idiotic mistake of sticking his hand back through the uh, the cage, only to get grabbed by Braun. Braun peels the the cage open like a sardine can, pulls uh, Shane back in, right, and uh, basically says, "This is for everybody who's ever been bullied." Drops him with the power slam and gets the pin, right. Nobody's excited about this match or wants to talk about it. My ho- no. my co-hosts it's have gone just, silence. It, it makes just makes such no a sense. boring, like, oh, this, like, does anybody think that Braun Strowman has been bullied in recent years? I'm not, right. like, I mean, I'm sure in, exactly. in high school or, 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 you know, before he was there, you know, but like, look why, at him why, now. Why is, the small guy bullying him? Him? why is the small guy bullying the monster? That makes no mm-hmm. The storyline. I mean, like, I get it. Words hurt. Words <laughs> absolutely hurt. But yeah. like, I don't know. It just, it seemed very Nickelodeon. Well, yeah. do you think it maybe was so in the future they could highlight their be a bully, be a star thing and say, we even had a mania match? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> because as Stephanie McMahon says, Philanthropy is mm. the uh, whatever the, of the whatever. Uh, it's, it, of the whatever. It's the of the future. <laughs> Philanthropy is the the promotions of the future. Something something like kind of evil. I forget what it, it was. It was like basically like 
the idea that philanthropy is actually the like how you make money in the future is how you like promote shit in the future you know you you they're all scum but they make an interesting product this is true (laughs) uh next we see a really good view of this year's mania set um the fireworks display uh, was really cool. Um, the pirate theme accented by the pirate ship with the, sa- uh, the ship with the sails. That was awesome. Uh, didn't it have like video screens on the sails or something like that even? It was like it was a pretty incredible set. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think a lot, the pirate ship was already there since they're playing in the Buccaneers Stadium. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I know nothing about any other sport, and I just showed my total <laughs> obliviousness to that. Yeah. Isn't the Marlins what... don't the Marlins have like a crazy baseball stadium that was on like a show as well? It has like an aquarium out in the outfield or something that like the aquarium guys put in there. The MLB team, I uh, think so. Yeah, Jacksonville has a swimming pool. I know that. Oh, crazy! Then there's really? the, yeah, where like where fans can swim while watching the Jacksonville Jaguar plays because they that can't get amazing. anybody else. Well, they can't get anybody to go to the Jags game, so they have to put a pool in. <laughs> so uh, next up, the announcers, Byron, Samoa Joe, and Michael Cole, they're interrupted by Bailey, who cuts to the Hall of Fame promo. Um, then Dallas is announced for WrestleMania at the AT&T Stadium in Texas next year. Is this the right time for uh, a Stone Cold return? Has to be. Yes, absolutely. It's going to yeah. be. Do you think because it will? They've been, yes, because they've been promoting the shit out of his podcast. But do you think it'll be an in-ring return and everything? Oof. Or just I in some think... managerial I've, I've heard. I've heard f- physically he has, he has said multiple times. I could do it. That like, well, that he could do it, but that like he is not looking to do it. So I don't know. I'm I sure if it... they put enough zero at the end of his check, they'll do it. Man. Do you realize that would be like the biggest show of all time if that happened? In I mean, Street I would, that would, that would, I would, it would pop me. I would love Everybody to see that. Stone Cold was that. a huge, you know, th- per- reason I watched wrestling in the early nineties. If you're listening, or Stone Cold, mid nineties. <laughs> now, if if he does come back, do you want it to be a surprise, or do you want them to have a program leading up to a match? I don't think they would Mania. do it without a program, so that way they could so. just get total you know positive like press for it right i think it would i think it would be like stone cold it's not like somebody no it's not gonna be like we have a secret (sighs) uh, or like a secret tag team partner or something like that and out walk stone cold i know it would make you happy stone cold (laughs) versus shane mcmahon I was oh, just thinking Shane and, <laughs> Shane and Stone Cold is the next they're probably going to push. <laughs> that'll, that'll, close the, that'll close the show out, too. Oh, my God. Yo, I love it. I don't want to be – I'm going to – See, Dad? Gonna... See, Dad? I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy, Dad. See? Love me, Father. Love me. Hey, if oh, we just God. predicted next year Mania's uh, main event, we should be giving some kudos and some – Pin it. Yeah, put a pin in that, Pinheads. Yes. <laughs> So next up is a, a, a really crazy scene. I wasn't sure exactly what was going on at first. Uh, tons of bunny rabbits hop out into the ring and they leave their wet little bunny footprints on the mat. Uh, the first thing that I thought of was, is Adam Rose returning? Do you remember <laughs> that guy? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah with the rosebud. Rose yeah, exactly. Which Braun Strowman was a rosebud? Yeah, yeah. Alexa so was, Bliss, uh, so was, was Alexa Bliss and Carmella, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, and for me, we have a please nobody else walk into the room moment when the Miz and Morrison uh, karaoke style sing their recent song they created to mock Bad Bunny. This is the most terrible piece of uh, jungle entrance I've ever seen. You're gonna love wow. it, aren't you, Kyle? Kyle I'm loves sorry. it. We, we said we said Alexa, and now my my actual like uh, <laughs> the Alexa in the black background is like oh. eh, the thing about Carmella is blah 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 blah. blah, blah. I'm just like, we up. oh come to find out oh we have a new host Alexa. <laughs> oh, don't stop doing it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, st I'm sorry. Damn it. No, you're fine. <laughs> All right. All right. Damien Priest sorry, comes bro. out. <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> we talked you about lost me at rosebuds. Yeah, we, we we talked about that uh, that you know the the bunnies come out and then uh, Miz and Morrison come out. Uh, uh, Damian Priest comes out first. He's sporting a really cool purple attire. That's a uh, shout out to uh, Shawn Michaels with the vest and everything. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, Bad Bunny has an entrance, right? From what I've heard through various sources, it's a throwback to a video game. Do you guys know anything about that? Is it like a Streets of Rage thing? Or... No, I think it's I an old... Is it like an old... Uh, video like WWE um, SmackDown game mm -hmm. entrance yeah. or something? Yeah, I think... he's it... like kneeling on a truck as it mm -hmm. drives in. I've, I've seen it somewhere, but I can't remember like where. So yeah. it's one of those... Yeah. Yeah, Bad Bunny came out on top of a, an 18-wheeler, and uh, from what I understand, that is a, uh, a is a nod to a video game back in the day. It's not one that I've played. I bet you our pal Sawyer might know this, because uh, Sawyer, yeah. I know, was coming in hot with... Uh, he was a big video much. game player, too. Yep. Too bad he lost Too bad he's banished from the pod. <laughs> now, <laughs> we've replaced him with Alexa. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Bad Bunny versus Miz and Morrison. All right, uh, great match. <laughs> uh, yeah. Surprisingly yeah. great match, actually. Really, it was. I, I thought I thought that the amount of work that Bad Bunny very clearly. I'm not going to call him Bad Bunny. What's his real name? I don't know. What, I'm gonna, okay. I am I'm absolutely going to okay. call him Bad Bunny. His talk, name talk is about, Bad Bunny. What if his, his name is really Bad Bunny? His, his real bad, name is Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. He's like. Bugs I'm not going to call another man a bunny. He's like Benito, Bugs' cousin. He's related to Bugs. Benito Bunny. Bugs bunny. Bad Benito. No, Bad Bunny. Okay. This match right, was bad awesome, bunny right? Is, I, I mean, I, I am very, gosh. very surprised at the amount of work he put right. in. And like... He, I mean, he did a drop toe hold. He a did destroyer. Like, his punches looked good. He did what's that? What's that leg scissors thing? Oh yeah, the, the Canadian destroyer yeah. on the outside of the ring. The Canadian John destroyer. Morrison. Yeah. I mean, that was John cool. Morrison. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Let's be real about it. It was John Morrison, but like but he's yeah. still, it, it, you need a, a good partner to do it right. still. And he, yeah. um, the leg scissors spinny thing, like in general, like also another guy who I hated his ring attire because it's very clear that. His uh, physique. Uh, his physique is not necessarily right. where it needs to be, yeah. but still very. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know what? I, I 
I hate like when other like celebrities from other parts of the uh, entertainment industry comes into wrestling. But given what Pat McAfee's done in NXT and then Bad Bunny here, I mean, I, I don't mind seeing it when they come in and they're willing to work and both guys put in the work. I'm, I'm with you, Kyle. I thought this match was going to be a, um, sh- a shit show. Um, was the best way I can use to describe it, but it I ended wasn't. up thoroughly. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, he put in the work, and um, the only the only grief I have about it is him getting the pin instead of Priest. Um, for I his mean, team, they, that makes sense. There, if he's going to continue with a wrestling career in any like minor or major way, right. then. It won't. It, it's not going to be surprising that he he got the. Well, know. remember what I texted you guys. I said, "Is are they really going to give Bad Bunny a pin against former world champion Miz? Mm-hmm. And is that if so, is that the right thing to do for the business? You know, we we were texting back and forth. I was like, uh, "There's got to be some like you know." Yeah, I, I thought Priest should gotten the pin over on Miz. Um, right. Or if Bad Bunny take the pin, it should have been on Morrison instead of the Miz. The Miz is like a two-time WWE yes. champion. Yeah. Um. You know. But then again, WCW put their world title on uh, David Arquette. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, this. You know what? So the more I read about Bad Bunny, the more I'm super into Bad Bunny. <laughs> Apparently, he's a big uh, supporter of the LGBT rights. Yes. Right. And uh, like a big supporter of like. Uh, trans folks so Mm -hmm. uh fuck yeah good for him you know what you know what bad bunny i'm coming around the professor the professor's coming around on you bad bunny hey listen maybe maybe you'll be a good bunny yeah man listen call him bad bunny because that's what he says to be called uh he's you know what i'm saying he's he's doing he's he did a good thing i don't know if you guys saw the smackdown promo that he did but it was impassioned it wasn't perfect and it wasn't like aggressive like a wrestler would have had it but he talked in that whole like uh kind of quiet tone like you know what i come over here to you know to to wwe universe i've been watching you guys since i was a kid and I respect you, and I even respect and love the Miz, but then Miz, he ruined my Bugatti. I'm going to get you, you know? <laughs> like that. I mean, it was an impassioned promo, followed yeah. by a performance in which he went toe-to-toe with another professional rest- set of professional wrestlers, held his own, did moves like the Canadian Destroyer, jumping off the top rope, uh, yeah. drop toe holds all, all of that i mean dude probably the best performance it, uh by a uh you know him and pat mcfee i agree a with you non, a non-wrestler yeah, wrestler right exactly and i think it was a, a really great effort on his behalf and you know i mean it gets eyes on the product i think the reason that but bad bunny is attractive to wwe is because of the amount of followers he has um right. and you know the amount of influencers yeah you know he he's an well, influencer also, as well you know, you know the latin american audience right is a huge massive, audience yeah. huge and he's I, I believe he's puerto rican right yes. puerto rican yeah yeah That's so i mean the wwe has popped in yet well but i mean the right. the puerto rican territories puerto right. rico has a 
history. Long, rich history. Long history. The youngster rich. Carlos Colon. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, is still, that is still the greatest gorilla monsoon like call ever, ever is like, oh, this youngster, uh, Carlos Colon. Colon. Oh, God. It's, yeah. No, so, I mean, it is, it makes sense. I, I think that he's great. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I am surprised to say this. I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was a really great match. I mean, good obviously, job. like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in your, you're only as good as your opponent. Right. Mm-hmm. And their opponents it, yeah. are incredible. Like uh, Miz and Morrison are heels. I would say the hardest workers in WWE currently. My personal I'll agree. I, I'll agree with that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people really hated the Miz's original uh, WWE title run, right? I was a fan of it, dude. I, I thought, mm-hmm. I was like, cool, give it to, you know, it's okay for us to have a heel champ for a while. You know what I'm saying? And he was a, you know, sneaky, smart. Are you threatening me? No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> if you could see what I'm seeing right now, Kyle's got a giant knife out. <laughs> he's like, he's like aiming it at the camera. <laughs> Uh, he looks like Benicio del Toro uh, carving a Z into Johnny Depp's yeah. forehead. <laughs> but uh, I've got I've got lots of little knife tools. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, props to Bad Bunnies, right, guys? Yeah, right, right, right on Bad Bunny. Yes, Mr. Bunny. Um, Mr. Bunny. So next up is our main event of the night, right? We have yes. WWE. Yeah. WWE SmackDown women's title match, Bianca Belair facing a consummate veteran and professional uh, and innovator of women's wrestling, Sasha Banks, man. Um, uh, awesome, awesome match, right? It was emotional from the start. Um, you saw the yeah. you saw the emotion on Bianca Bank, uh, Bianca Belair rather, right out of the gate. Banks She's, too. I mean, Banks tried yeah. to hide it, but she she was she was trying to keep her scowl, but the smirk was breaking through. I was going to say you could tell yeah. she was just so freaking proud. And yeah. these these outfits that the girls had on this time around too. Uh, you got to take a moment to speak to Bianca Belair, which. I might be wrong about this, so don't quote me on it, but I think she, at least at one point, did her own uh, ring attire. And then you've got Sasha Banks. Uh, you know, she had that cool, like, purplish-blue and, and lime-green uh, attire on. Um, and it only helped to highlight uh, an amazing match. Like, uh, this match was all about the power of Bianca Belair versus the cunning uh the uh ingenuity ingenuity and eventually the uh savagery of Sasha Banks when she gets angry too I mean she had some moments there where she she lost her cool outside of the ring but I want to point out that I really love the way that Bianca Belair had some really powerful moments where she like would hoist Sasha up walk her up the ring stair and toss her back in uh just so yeah so beastie man like she is yeah. oh so good like yeah that both that, women yeah. are in incredible physical shape like both yeah. both women are like paragons of physical fitness they both look just mm-hmm. i mean yeah if, if 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 like wonder woman's amazonian themiscara mm-hmm. like women existed those two would be like their chief trainers they are in mm-hmm. 
incredible. That yeah. that sequence where uh, Banks jumps through the middle rope onto uh, Bianca outside, and Bianca rolled over, picked her up, and then mm. just pressed her and walked her step by step to throw her back into the ring. I mean, that takes so mm. much strength to do. Yeah. The match, it, it told a great story. Like you were saying, it's like the strength of Bianca versus uh, just the savagery of uh, Sasha Banks and every Incredible. move. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, uh, everything they did was stiff. They worked like they were, they were oh, yeah. trying to show off. Uh, and, you know, this is one of those things where I'm really ashamed that all of my notes are gone because I had it all like kind of the highlights mapped out to go over. But um, just, I mean, in a nutshell, just an amazing match that, that at the end saw uh, Sasha Banks and, and uh, Belair back and forth until uh, finally Belair's power kind of took the best of her. She finally hit her, her finisher after... after. Oh, I, I did want to go over whip. the fact. Go ahead. Yeah, the yeah, hair whip. She hit the, the hair whip. My God. Right. That left yeah. a welt. Did you see it? Dude, that, that match, was, that was probably, other than the first match, yes. the stiffest match we've seen all night. Yeah. yeah. So th- I actually did write that down, and I meant to bring it up. A, uh, one of the narratives in this match was uh, the hair, right? Uh, throughout the match, Banks used Belair's hair in very cunning ways against her. And during the end of the match, she actually had the bank statement on wrapping Bianca's hair around her and pulling it. So it's only like poetic justice that it was the hair whip that cracked. I mean, in that sound too, the sound of oh, the hair whip was just... that that crack was that was that put in or is that I don't the know. actual sound of hair? I mean, meat flesh. I don't know. I mean, WWE I mean, wants us to believe it. Hair. Hair. Yeah. It looked like a uh, burn, right? It, it, it looked like, a, you know how a lasso uh, damages yeah. you because it actually is cracking at like the speed of sound or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, like a whip. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like a whip. And so, yeah, I, I think it could have been real, but if not, then good on WWE for their, you know, adding yeah. sound at the right spot, right? Um, I mean, that was crazy. Yeah, this was a great match, and we can't point out the significance, and I'm really happy to know that uh, women continue to, to, other women in the division continue to make history on Mania as the years go by. Uh, you know, a couple years back, it was, you know, the first triple threat main event by women, but this was the first one versus one yeah. Mania main eventer, and that's very relevant the girls black women at that man. yeah black women yeah. at that that's very critical very important to mention i i just want to mention overall the uh the presence of, of that with uh bobby lashley retaining the uh yeah. the, the the championship i'm i'm high on wwe for for letting that happen a lot, uh, of, for, lot of folks you know, of color went in yeah, tonight exactly this is good representation it's great stuff and it's important um so we love night one uh, at least I did. Uh, my question to you, of course, is, man, uh, in a nutshell, what y'all think? I mean, anything else to add? Um, I re- Do I tell? I was going to say, like, I enjoyed most of the matches on night one. Yeah. Um, my favorite was the main event with Sasha and mm-hmm. Bianca, and I would just go ahead and add my least favorite was uh, Shane and Braun. Mm. 
Um, I would say I would give it a solid C plus for me. Hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the Bad Bunny match, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um, And wanted to really enjoy the the opening match and I did enjoy it in the terms of like watching it, you know it, it, I, I would almost call like the first match it's like watching a ballet that I don't know the story of I can appreciate the or or I can appreciate the beauty of the artistry and I can appreciate how talented and physically fit both performers are Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate it in the terms of a performance, but I just didn't have the connection for me uh, that I, that I was looking for. Gotcha. But overall, better than better than average. You know, I would say this is definitely on the top top end of WrestleManias, maybe on the lower end of the top end, but definitely uh, a win. I think it's not their fault, but the rain delay really killed a lot of energy. Mm-hmm that the crowd could have had Mm -hmm. and that affected for me the performances so cool cool for me i thought the rain delay added to it Uh, it kind of it kind of created um some chaos in the beginning that i thought added to the excitement and the match uh i would say my favorite matches were the first and the last bookended on each other uh, I felt like I did understand the story of the first match. It's the uh, the guy who's destined to win the title back at at the opening show in Mania, getting uh, like put the brakes on. Here's this guy Bobby Lashley who's coming to the picture just out of not out of nowhere, but you know compared to how they were booking Lashley even six months ago, you know has kind of come out of nowhere and now yeah. he's a force and now he's got the potential to be a, a Brock Lesnar level uh, person for the rest of the year and I think there's a bigger story to tell with Drew like you said come around like you said Kyle uh, come around like SummerSlam I think would be a good payoff where maybe you know then Drew goes over but uh, to me this opening episode was great because we we get to see the summer of, of Bobby Lashley potentially as always thank you so much for listening now we want to hear from you you can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.